one-game slate on a Friday in the NBA, but none of that matters, Mike McClure, because we have big news. Steve's marriage has been saved. Our tweet of the day from our good friend Steve. Hey, y'all, saved me another day with my wife. Thanks. Now the scary part, she wants to start setting her own lineups because she thinks she can do better. No good, Mike. No good. But, hey, we've given Steve some hope for at least another night. Uh, I hope that he has success throughout the weekend, and I'm really looking forward to see what the status is on Monday. Yes, this is going to turn into part DFS podcast, part DFS soap opera as Steve's world turns. As the world turns tonight, Giannis Antetokounmpo is out. That's all that really matters. Well, it's not all that matters, but it's the biggest news of the night. It's going to make our must-plays all Milwaukee Bucks tonight, Mike. 100%. I'm going to start it off with Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe, you know, 7,800 on FanDuel. You know, I would probably pay up to 9,000 for him on either side tonight. He's in a very, very good spot on the road against the Bulls. So in this situation this season... With Giannis off the floor, with Delvadova off the floor, and the lineups that they're going to have out there tonight, Bledsoe's had a 28.5% usage rate and has scored 1.25 FanDuel points per minute. And, you know, we're projecting him for nearly 40 minutes tonight. So if you do the math on that, he's got a very, very high floor and high ceiling in this matchup. And I'm going to play his backcourt mate, Chris Middleton, at 8,100 on FanDuel. Middleton has averaged more than 50 fantasy points per game when Giannis has been out this year. He's at 8,100 on FanDuel. I will play him also over on DraftKings where he's 8,300. We're starting with a pair of bucks, but the question you brought up right before we went on air, do we stop there or is Jabari Parker in the mix as well? I have to think that Jabari Parker is almost must play status with them. Uh, so the thing that's encouraging about Parker is in his most recent game, he played 30 minutes. Uh, which indicates that that minutes limit is probably disappearing with Giannis out here. You know, Giannis missed half of that game. Uh, with Giannis out for the entire game here, I think Parker probably plays 35 minutes in this game. And then the other thing that we need to talk about is he's from Chicago. He grew up loving the Bulls, gets to play in the United Center tonight. Uh, definitely a little extra motivation for him. I'm sure he'll have friends and family in the building. I like Jabari Parker. He's going to be my third must-play of the day. And the Bucks really just five-point favorites. I do think there is some blowout concern here where none of these guys play in the fourth quarter, but the line doesn't really suggest that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to get out of hand. Uh, you know, losing Giannis is a pretty big deal for the Bucks, uh, especially defensively, too, here. So I think this game, you know, I mean, look, the Bucks might win by 10 to 12, but if they do, that's going to be pulling away in the last two to three minutes. They're still going to get their 35 to 38 minutes for all three of these guys. Let's get to the rest of the news, and frankly, there's a lot of it. Demonta Sabonis out for the Pacers. Danilo Gallinari out for the Clippers. Gary Harris is out for the Nuggets, and Paul Millsap is questionable. John Wall still out for the Wizards. Mike Scott is questionable. C.J. Miles, Mike, Mike's favorite Raptor, is questionable for Toronto. Kyle Korver and Seti Osman are out for the Cavs. Larry Nance, Tristan Thompson, and Rodney Hood are all questionable for the Cavs. Speaking of questionable, Devin Booker and T.J. Warren are questionable for the Suns. Lance Thomas out for the Knicks. The Bulls will be without Chris Dunn. Paul Zipser's doubtful. Laurie Markkinen is questionable. We already talked about Giannis. Hassan Whiteside remains out for the Heat, but Dwayne Wade went now questionable. Kawhi is still out for the Spurs, of course. Kyrie, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, all out for the Celtics. Yusuf Nurkic, questionable for the Blazers, because of course he is, because he's on my season-long NBA fantasy basketball team that's in the championship and has Chris Paul and Giannis 
and I'm going to get second place. I'm not bitter at all. DeAndre Bembry, doubtful for the Hawks. John Collins, questionable for the Hawks. Warriors will get Steph Curry back, but they'll be without Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, and Omri Caspi is questionable. That is a lot to digest, and it's nowhere close to the total amount of news we're going to get, which is why you should always go to sportsline.com before lock. Check out Mike's optimal lineup. And as a reminder, if for some reason you listen to this podcast and you've not yet subscribed to sportsline.com, I don't know what it is because it's only $1. You can use the promo code DFS podcast. You can get a Sportsline membership for one month for $1, and you can get Mike's optimal lineups for the NBA and very, very soon, Mike, for the MLB. Baseball season is just around the corner, and that is music to my ears. Uh, you know, if anyone knows me, I, baseball is by far my favorite sport, especially in DFS. Uh, so very excited for that. Definitely get over to Sportsline and get signed up for the start of baseball. We are less than a week away, and it is going to be awesome. We will absolutely have all the baseball coverage that you can handle. We didn't mention a stay away. You could probably guess who mine is. I'm playing one $8,000 shooting guard. I'll fade the other one. Victor Oladipo, 8900 against the Clippers. His price is coming down. He's getting more reasonable, but he's just nowhere close to the play Chris Middleton is. And we're talking about a slate where you have Russell Westbrook. You have LeBron James against the Suns. You've got Carl Anthony Towns in a great matchup. I just can't spend that much at shooting guard. So Victor Oladipo is my stay away. Yeah, I'm definitely fading Oladipo with you there. Mine's going to be LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, we really, we don't play people against the Spurs or the Jazz. They're playing each other tonight. Uh, he's the most expensive power forward by a wide margin with Draymond Green out at 9,300. Just absolutely no chance you can play Aldridge tonight. And we'll go ahead and say that game has a 194.5 over under. You told me to just not even tell you about games that are under 200. So I'm just deleting that game. And now we've got a nine game slate, Mike. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. Is there another game we can do that with? Uh, there will be, but we'll get to that in a minute. The Cavs, 13 and a half point favorites at home against the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Love is back and everyone's decided the Cavs are just good again. He is 7,500. I'm not going to play him at that price, but what are you going to do with LeBron, who's at 13,000 on FanDuel? Yeah, what you're doing with LeBron is certainly the question of the night. And I, I think that, you know, depending on what happens with his teammate Rodney Hood and Larry Nance, that might determine what we can do with LeBron. If they're both ruled out and we could play a guy like Jordan Clarkson, who burnt us pretty bad the last time we tried to play him, LeBron is someone that I think that you can definitely squeeze in, especially on FanDuel. Uh, I'm not really worried about the spread too much in this one because I, I think that if you know if they really do indeed blow them out like this, it's going to be because LeBron is doing his thing. Yeah, I think he's a near lock for a triple double here in this game. Uh, you know, in terms of upside, he obviously has you know Russell Westbrook type or higher upside, but probably the highest floor of any player on the slate tonight. So I'm going to be trying to get LeBron into at least one lineup. I think the more interesting side of this game is over on the Phoenix side of things. Devin Booker and TJ Warren both missed practice in their last practice. Uh, I I kind of think there's a chance neither one plays, in which case Josh Jackson is like a complete must play at 7,100, isn't he? Yeah, no, he is. Uh, he becomes a near must play for me. Uh, you know, but it's not just him. It's you know Alex Lynn's probably going to get a bump if both of those guys are out. Uh, Elf Payton, that's the guy I really want to talk about. 5,200, we know that the matchup against 
Cleveland with, with a point guard is not a bad matchup at all. The pace of play makes it a pretty good matchup itself. Uh, I, I'm kind of more interested in Elf Payton just because I'm probably going to try and squeeze LeBron in. Yeah, I, I, I figured you were. Like, if he's on the slate, you usually do try to squeeze him in. I wonder if, if there's a, an opportunity. It's going to be difficult to just completely stack the Bucks, stack the Suns, and play LeBron. It's going to be really hard. Um, we're going to need a lot of value to find later. I think there will be some. Anyone else in this game you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, maybe Shaq Harrison, you know, he pops up as being potentially good value, but it's, you know, a very risky play. So, you know, and that's obviously only if Booker and Warren are both ruled out. But other than that, no, I don't think that there's anybody else I want to talk about here. Minnesota Timberwolves, seven and a half point favorites at the Knicks with a 225.5 over under. Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a very interesting play tonight. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, this is a, a really, really nice matchup for him. And like you said there, we may not be able to get LeBron in. Uh, so if we're not going to be able to get LeBron, you might want to grab Carl Anthony Towns and play someone like Josh Jackson at small forward instead. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the spot for Towns. I don't see uh, any way the New York Knicks stop Carl Anthony Towns tonight. 9,800 on DraftKings, on FanDuel. Like If we're putting LeBron in, there's no way to play him, and he's at 10,600, so he's not quite as good a deal over there anyway. I, are you are, are you going to tell me that it's not a bad night to play your boy? Michael Beasley. Um, you know, hey, guess what? It is another revenge game for him. He, he has those, like we say about against yeah, half the league, but it, it could be an interesting spot for Michael Beasley. Uh, a lot of it for me is going to depend on what happens with the Suns game and whether or not I'm playing LeBron and or Josh Jackson. But he's certainly on the radar. Um, I, you know, also in this game, I kind of think that Nemanja Bialica might be overlooked. He only played, you know, like 22 minutes in the last game, which is kind of concerning. But I look for him to maybe bounce right back. I don't think anyone's going to play him tonight. Uh, he should have some pretty good opportunity in this game. Well, yeah, because he's going to be air quotes guarded by Michael Beasley. Exactly. So I, I like Bialica a lot. But then the other guy I like in this game is uh, Jamal Crawford. I would love to know which Jamal Crawford we're going to get ahead of time. Uh, you know, at $4,000, he is a near must play if we're trying to, uh, pay up for LeBron James tonight. You're going to have to pair him with Chris Middleton if you're going to try to get LeBron in. Yeah, 4000 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. You get that three point bonus over on DraftKings. We're going to go ahead and plug Crawford in for now. We'll see where it goes from there. See if there's any other value guards that pop up. Brooklyn Nets at Toronto. Raptors are 12 point favorites with a 221.5 over under. We say it every time. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan can always be tournament plays. DeRozan, I guess, not a bad, just complete. If you're going to fade Middleton, that's not a bad way to do it. No, it's definitely, you know, it's probably the best way to do it. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to do it because there's a chance that the Raptors rest someone tonight. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week on the show or earlier this week, and we, you, you called it correctly when, uh, Kyle Lowry was ruled out. I think that uh, we could be looking at a similar situation tonight as they simply are not going to need everyone to be available to beat the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the guy that's most interesting here for me is Serge Ibaka. At 5,100, If again, if we're trying to pay up for LeBron, pairing Serge Ibaka with Jabari Parker at power forward I think makes a lot of sense. He's coming off a really poor game against the Cavs at 12.8 FanDuel points, but after, you know, before that, he was really locked in and 
you know, returning solid value at the price. I think that he's one of my favorite power forward plays tonight, especially if one of the guards is ruled out in this game. Ibaka at 5,100 on FanDuel and DraftKings. They are really in sync on their pricing today. Atlanta Hawks at Golden State. We talked about Steph coming back. I think it's interesting. Like, I can't imagine that Golden State is bringing Steph Curry back and saying, oh, he's he's back, but he can only play a little bit. Like, they've rested him for quite a while. He's 100%, right? Yeah, I tend to think Curry is 100%. Um, you know, he's going to play 35 minutes in this game, most likely, uh, you know, unless it's somehow a blowout. You know, it sounds weird saying somehow a blowout, but it should be somewhat competitive. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I think he's probably 100 percent. I'm you know, my projection model is treating him as if he is 100 percent. So I'm going to go with that. So you've got LeBron at 13 one. You've got Steph with no Durant, no Draymond, no Clay at ten thousand dollars. I think I might like Steph better. I think it's really, really close. And for me, it's, you know, it really kind of depends on what happens with Phoenix for me. Because if, you know, if Booker and Warren are both ruled out, I want to play Josh Jackson. He's a more expensive to the point where it might be difficult to play LeBron and Josh Jackson both. So if that happens, and I will definitely be pivoting away from LeBron and either be paying up for Carl Anthony Towns or Steph Curry or potentially both if we get additional value later tonight. Torian Prince has come back to earth just a little bit for the Hawks here recently. 21.6 and 20.8 in his last two games. His minutes down against the Kings. Uh, do you have any interest in playing Prince now, or are we over that? Uh, I'm probably over it, especially, again, with Josh Jackson. Uh, I think you have to lean towards Josh Jackson tonight, it, you know, if that kind of shakes out that way. Uh, at 7,500, you know, if it was a four-game slate, sure, but with these nine games since we eliminated one, uh, I, I'm not interested. If you're looking for another cheap power forward, I think Jordan Bell's minutes may be going up. He did play 22 minutes in his last game that was at San Antonio. Didn't have a good outing, only scored one point. But we've seen him play 18, 17, now 22 minutes. At 4,100, 22 minutes against the Hawks might be plenty. Yeah, it definitely might be. And the, you know, the thing that's probably a little underrated here is the fact that Steph Curry is back. And, you know, look, Steph's going to shoot threes, but he's going to penetrate and he's going to have to create offense. Uh, I, I think that having Steph on the floor is certainly going to be a big boost for Jordan Bell in this game. So I do think he remains probably the best, what I would consider punt option at power forward. Denver is at Washington. The Wizards two and a half point favorites. We've got a 217.5 over under on this one. Anyone in this game you're looking at? You know, not right. Initially, I, you know, look, the problem is under normal circumstances, Will Barton would be one of my favorite tournament plays, knowing that Gary Harris is out. The issue that I have with that, even though he's a thousand dollars cheaper than Chris Middleton, the odds of him outscoring Chris Middleton to the point where you have to have him over Middleton are still incredibly low on this slate. So I, I don't think that I'm going to be playing him in, you know, as part of my core. But I do think that Barton becomes an interesting tournament play. Well, I think on the other side of that, like Paul Millsap, questionable in this game with an illness. Normally, if he was out, I would think Jokic at 9,500 would be an outstanding play at center. And I might even like him better than Carl Anthony Towns. But the Wizards with Markeith Morris and Marcin Gortat down low have been really diff really tough against big men. Yeah, no, very tough against big men. And, you know, you, you said you might like him more than Towns. I think that Towns is still probably you know, offers a little more security in this spot. So, 
yeah, it's not a you don't there's not a bunch of an you know much of an edge to be gained there. The Clippers are at the Pacers. Pacers three and a half point favorite. We got a two seventeen over under. I'm looking forward to seeing DeAndre Jordan go up against Miles Turner, but I don't want to play either one of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to play either one. If I had to, I would probably lean towards Miles Turner. Uh, you know, as crazy as that might sound, but I, I don't think that there's any scenario in which I'm getting both in my lineup. But I do like the way that Turner has played in the last two games since returning uh, after that game that he sat out. Um, you know, and here, another spot where we're fading Oladipo. Normally, we would have some interest in Lou Williams, but I, I don't think that, you know, with that potential matchup with Oladipo and on the road, I don't think that we really are very interested in Lou Williams tonight either. A lot. Well, I mean, it's, it's like we said, it's a 10-game slate, and you have this huge value for the Bucks, and then you have LeBron against the Suns, and so there's going to be a lot of games going on where we're just like, yeah, not really. We talked all about the Bucks side of that game. They're five-point favorites at Chicago with a 217 over-under. Is there anyone on the Bulls' side you're considering? Yeah, I mean, I look, I think you have to consider some of these guys. Um, you know, if you want an absolute punt, Justin Holiday is back and is, you know, played up to 22 minutes in the last game. Absolutely miserable box scores. But he is back and will be playing. He is a punt option. Um, Denzel Valentine's played very well. Issue there, we're going to prioritize Josh Jackson. Uh, David and Waba, you know, this is a much better matchup for him, knowing that Giannis is not going to be out there on the floor. At 4,400, playing 25 minutes in this game, I think that he offers some pretty nice value. Uh, you know, all you need to do is just take a peek at some of his box scores, and you're going to see that he does a pretty good job of contributing in every area and doesn't really rely on scoring as much for his value. Uh, so knowing that and knowing a guy like Giannis is not on the floor, he's got a little bit of extra value tonight. So David Nwab is someone you should consider for the Bulls. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to fit. Like, there are so many small forwards I like on FanDuel. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to fit Nwaba in, not because of the price. He's dirt cheap, but just because of the flexibility. But over on DraftKings, where I can play up to four guys from that position, Nwaba is definitely somebody I'm going to consider at 4,700. Yeah, no, I think you should. And then real quickly on this game, we also should mention Cameron Payne. Uh, he's actually played very well, uh, you know, since – becoming the main guy here in Chicago with all these injuries and tanking that's going on. Uh, I think he probably plays 30 minutes in this game. And, you know, looking at his box scores, he's actually been one of the most consistent players in the NBA over the last seven games. So I, I think that Cameron Payne is interesting. The question is, do we like him more than Elf Payton? Well, that's that's what I wanted. I wanted to kind of circle back to that game because we've talked about Booker and Warren and if they play and if they don't. Well, that's not like they aren't attached at the hip. One of them might play and one of them might not. If I had to guess right now, I would guess that Booker's more likely to play and Warren's more likely to sit out. Let's say hypothetically that's what happens. Booker plays. Josh Jackson is starting for TJ Warren. We're still interested in Jackson, right? Yeah, I'm still interested in Jackson. Uh, you know, but I, I think that Jackson playing alongside Booker is totally fine. I, I don't think that that really hurts his value too much. Like in terms of projection model here, I would say if Booker was out also, the projection might be two to two and a half points higher, but not enough to where it's like, okay, I can't play Josh Jackson now because Devin Booker's on the floor. But I do think the change that might make if Booker plays is that I would like Payne better than Peyton. Yes. Now, if Booker plays, I think that you have to move on over to Cameron Payne over El Payton. Okay, we have two games that we're considering left, maybe. Miami Heat at Oklahoma City. 
Thunder six and a half point favorites with a 214.5 over under. We didn't list Russell Westbrook as one of our stayaways, but we certainly haven't really left anyone room to play him with Eric Bledsoe at 7,800, the cheaper point guards we've talked about, the fact that we want to play LeBron or Carl Anthony Towns, and Steph Curry at $1,400 less is probably a better play, right? Yeah, Westbrook, this is really interesting because, you know, I'm going to be fading him tonight. And while I'm fading him, there's probably a 30 to 40% chance that he's the top overall scorer on the slate tonight still. That feels gross. And, you know, that, that's a little concerning, a little scary, but the issue is, is, you know, what you can do with that extra even 1400 from dropping from uh, Westbrook to Curry makes all the difference in the world in your lineups tonight. So while I think Westbrook does have a great game, probably post a triple double, I don't think that there's enough there to justify playing Russell Westbrook. Is there anyone in this game you are very excited about? Uh, not at this point. I mean, we've talked about Corey Brewer, who's been great. Don't really love the matchup against Miami. You know, Paul George is fine. But, I mean, again, that name we keep talking about, Josh Jackson, is a significantly better play if that shakes out that way. So I'm not really interested in this game at this point. Terry Rozier and the Boston Celtics head to Portland. Trailblazers are six-and-a-half-point favorites, just a 203 over-under. Rozier's $7,000 on FanDuel. I'm not, like, this is very late in the show to be talking about somebody that I, I actually like, but I think Rozier is probably a pretty good cash game play. Since Irving's been out, he's had a very nice floor of right around 32, 33 fantasy points. He's shown us a ceiling of 50. Yeah, no, I think he is a solid play. Um, you know, I, I think that what's going to happen to get Rozier in is we're going to have to, you know, kind of take the stance on, all right, we're not going to play LeBron. We're going to build a balanced lineup with several of these guys that are between, say, seven and $10,000. And, you know, I do think that that's probably one of the ways to win tonight. I, I do like Terry Rozier in this matchup. What I, what I think might make the difference for me, because in our initial lineup, I'm thinking Booker and Warren don't play. I've got Elf and Josh Jackson in there. If those guys are both in the lineup tonight, I would rather play Rozier and find one of those cheap small forwards. Oh, without, yeah, without a doubt. If those guys are both in, I'll probably play Rozier. Even maybe look to a guy like David and Waba, like we talked about, if I need that real cheap small forward to go along with whoever else we're playing there. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely think we just, you know, it really depends on what happens with Phoenix tonight. With Yusuf Nurkic being questionable with lower back soreness, is there any, are there any bigs, like I, the way I'm looking at us building this lineup, I think we're going to need a cheapish type center. Is there a cheap, center that will fill in for Nurkic that could give us value tonight? Um, I, I really don't think so because he's not really going to play center. That, that's kind of the issue. Right. Um, you know, I believe Ed Davis is power forward. And, you know, Ed Davis would become a pretty nice play in this game. But, you know, at center, it, there's really not a lot that benefits with the Nurkic situation. Okay, well, let's just take a look at the lineups I've built now, and then you can tell me how you want to change it because we've right as it is right now on Fanduel, we have forty nine hundred left for a center, so I think we may have to make an adjustment unless there's somebody that jumps out to you. We've got Eric Bledsoe and Alfred Payton at point guard. We have Chris Milton and Jamal Crawford at shooting guard. We have Josh Jackson and LeBron James at small forward, and we have Jordan Bell and Jabari Parker at the power forward position. And just a reminder, Alfred Payton pretty much contingent on. De Booker not playing. Josh Jackson, 
I'm fine with having him in the lineup as long as one of Booker or Warren doesn't play. If they're both in there, then we're not playing him either. Right. No, that that's definitely where it's at there. So there's a couple interesting options here. Uh, you know, initially, if I had to stick with exactly where we're at, I think that Bam Adebayo would probably be the guy that I would look to plug in here. Uh, I know we don't typically get excited to play bigs against Oklahoma City and Steven Adams. But I do think that this is a spot where he could probably still return enough value to justify playing him there. And then the other guy is a guy that we used to, you know, we've played him several times this season. He's had some really good games, had some not so good games. And that's Jarrett Allen for the Brooklyn Nets. Again, don't love the matchup against Jonas, but at 4,800, I do think he does have, you know, he has 30 fantasy point upside. Well, let's just do this. I think we can build a couple of different situations here. Let's let's call this first lineup our Devin Booker and TJ Warren are both ruled out lineup, and let's put Alex Lynn at 4,400 in at center because I think he's going to go way up in the model if both those guys are out, right? Yes, if they're both out, Alex Lynn would become you know the the real must play here at the center position like he was the other night. Uh, so yeah, that makes a ton of sense because we we've got Josh Jackson and Elf Payton in there. Um, I, I like this lineup a lot here. Okay, so then we're going to take those three out and just saying if Booker and Warren play tonight and they are in the lineup, we're not going to play those guys. We're going to point guard to go with $7,000 Terry Rozier. And we're going to look at Nawaba as our small forward. And that leaves us 5800 for a center. And I, you know, I don't know how I feel about Dwayne Dedman. We didn't really talk about him. The Warriors are a tricky, tricky matchup for centers. He has been really good lately. He has been very good lately. Um, you know, we have, he played the Warriors on March 2nd, scored 21 FanDuel points in 32 minutes. Uh, I do think that that's probably his floor in this game. Uh, you know, looking at what he's done recently, you know, gives me a little a little bit to be happy about and be encouraged here. I think that he's a fine play. I'm not, you know, super excited about getting him in, but the way that this lineup looks everywhere else, I like it enough that I would probably be comfortable playing him in that. Spot. And I don't, I don't think Deadman's going to have a lot of ownership. So that lineup, assuming that both Booker and Warren play, would be Eric Bledsoe, Terry Rozier, Chris Middleton, Jamal Crawford, David Nwaba, LeBron James, Jabari Parker, Jordan Bell, and Dwayne Deadman. Let's go over to DraftKings. I've got Bledsoe, Middleton, and Parker already plugged in. I also put in Towns because I think we want to have some Towns exposure, and he's a better value over on DraftKings. Jamal Crawford at guard and Waba at forward. That leaves us 4,900. We're looking for a power forward and a utility. I think we've we've already highlighted several cheaper, cheapish power forwards over there. So which of those guys would be your favorite on DraftKings? Yes, so... On DraftKings, I, I kind of still like Serge Ibaka. We haven't used him anywhere yet. Um, I, I really think that this is a spot where he's going to bounce back after a bad game. We know that this is a great matchup for him against the Brooklyn Nets. So at this point in the day, it's probably him. But then I would also caution that you know we could have some nice value open up with Ed Davis if Nurkic is out. So, But right now, I think that I'm probably going to be leaning towards Serge Ibaka. So that leaves us 4,700 for a utility. There are a ton of options. Alex Lynn would certainly be one of them if those Suns are ruled out. Bam at a Bayou at 4,600. Also another one of those options. Anybody else that, that I'm missing in that 45 to $5,000 range? 
Uh, yeah, the, uh, I mean, I, I think Alex Lynn would be far and away the guy that we would want to choose here if those Phoenix guys were ruled out. And I, I think that would put you in a really, really nice spot. But we should also mention Nick Young. Uh, having Steph Curry out on the floor is probably going to help Nick Young quite a bit. And he's still going to have to play some big minutes for the Warriors. Uh, you know, obviously the DraftKings scoring system really rewards his style of play with the three point bonus and the reduction for the turnover penalty, which is something that he also can struggle with at times. Um, so I think that he's probably the guy, but then also Corey Brewer. You know, we've played Corey Brewer a little bit recently. He has been excellent since joining that starting lineup. I, I think that Corey Brewer is someone you should also consider in that range. Can we just talk about the beauty of Nick Young's last game? The three-point bonus does not help you when you go 0 for 5 for 3. He played 40 minutes. He scored 10 points on 10 shots and 11.5 DraftKings points. That is remarkable. Pretty impressive. Like you have, and and you know the entire time he just thought every single one of those shots was going in. 0 of 5 from 3, 2 of 10 from the field, did make all six of his free throws. No assists, no blocks, no steals in 40 minutes. What was he, did he just stay on the offensive side of the floor? Well, the thing is, is he, he was playing against the Spurs. And if you look at the final score of that game, the final score was 75 to 89 in an NBA game in 2018. Uh, I think it's safe to say we can just throw that game out. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to at least highlight it. I, I love Swaggy P. I think he's a good option tonight. I wasn't trying to criticize the idea of playing him tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. That's a much different animal than going against the Spurs. That's going to do it for the Friday edition of the Sportsline DFS podcast. We will be back on Monday. We'll have golf next week, and Major League Baseball is just around the corner. Can't wait.